What is up, my sweet friends? Before we dive into today's episode, I have a quick special announcement. I was a guest on the Self Helpless podcast. Major hype horns insert here, audio friends. That's all I got. That's the closest thing to hype horns you guys get from me today. But this is a podcast I've been a fan of for three plus years. The hosts are comedians Kelsey Cook and Taylor Tomlinson, as well as business coach Delaney Fisher. And I was able to sit down with Delaney and talk about my own journey into discovering my self-worth and really embracing full self-love. And it was it was so fun to get to talk to her. It was very vulnerable. It's probably one of the most vulnerable I've ever been. It was, of course, on a top podcast, but um, it was it was really cool to share that part of my story that I don't really share very much on here. So if you do choose to take a listen, I would so appreciate it. Plus the show is amazing. You'll fall in love with it instantly. The link to the show will be in today's show notes. So go ahead and check it out. Please note, we are talking about topics such as bullying, domestic violence, and also eating disorders. So please use discretion if you do choose to listen. But I hope you all enjoy the episode. And now on to today's episode. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, my sweet friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. This week... I am coming at you from my new home in Colorado. Now, when I say that, I mean this episode will drop when I have moved. I, however, am right now recording this in the middle of May because batching stuff is necessary when you have big life events coming up. And being an entrepreneur, that was one of the biggest lessons I've ever learned is batching content before you do big things so that you're not having to worry about them when you are in the middle of the big things. So... Well, this might be coming at you from the past, if you will, I just want to say to everyone who's reached out so far and anyone who does in the next few weeks, thank you so much. Um, This has been a move that my fiance and I have been working towards for many, many years, and we finally just decided to say, let's do it. Let's pull the trigger. Let's go on. And um, I'm so, 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 so jazzed for both of his and I's next steps because Really and truly, when you hear that little voice that's saying, hey, your next place is here or your next job is going to be at this type of company or your next calling is really diving into learning about yourself and your inner workings or starting your own business, like we all have that little voice in us that's guiding us towards something. And sometimes it's hard to quiet our mind to listen to it. 
But when you do, it never steers us wrong. It really doesn't. And that was one thing that him and I both had to learn. It was really scary. I'll say is because I'm obviously recording this in the middle of it. It is really scary to leave Chicago. This has been both of our homes for many, many years, and we've gotten so uh, comfortable and in love with the city, but we both know that next phases of our lives don't involve this area. And we decided to just, you know what, like, let's just really trust it. Let's just unleash the Kraken and let's jump really scarily into the unknown. And next thing you know, we're (laughs) booking a, a hotel room and we're going driving across the country and moving everything in my little car and selling all of our stuff. You know, it's, it's a big undertaking, but when it's right, it's worth it. And I just want to remind you guys that if you are having that little voice, that it's worth trusting. It's worth trusting. Um, which actually really ties into what we're talking about today. We are chatting about doing a six-month check-in. Now, here's the deal. A lot of us are probably not thinking about our New Year's resolutions anymore. They are so far out of our brain, it is ridiculous whether we stuck to them or not. If we stuck to them, it's just kind of part of our goals for the year. It's not really what we deem as New Year's resolutions. I'll say that in um, broad terms. Maybe you do. It's totally unique to you. But especially if we've let it fall to the wayside and we, you know, maybe around mid-February let it, um, let let ourselves fall off the wagon, that's okay. I want to devote this episode in two parts. The first part is going to be for people who stuck to their goal for the year. I'm not going to even call it a resolution, but their goal for the year or their goal in general. It does not have to be your yearly goal. Just stuck to a goal and you're keeping on track, but we want to do a little bit of a systems check-in, if you will. And then the second half of the episode is going to be devoted to people who maybe fell off. And that's okay. We're going to do a big old exercise for both of these sections that are not in any way a slap of the wrist. If you've been in my space for a while, you know that one of my biggest pet peeves is hustle culture. I cannot stand when um, people are like, oh, you didn't do this. How dare you? You didn't stick with your plan of doing this. You are bad, bad student. Punishment. And it's like, no, no, no. We are all human. That is going to happen sometimes, but the goal of really finding a finding your goal, finding your mission, finding your purpose is how can you make those times less and less and less through forgiveness, through alignment, through listening to your own heart. And as cheesy as that sounds, it's really true. And um, that's going to be what today is really devoted to in that mission. So without further ado, I want to start with the people who have that goal and they're staying on track, but it's time for a little bit of a systems check-in around this June 1st, if you will. I always love doing system check-ins on the first of the month. It just feels clean. It feels like a clean slate. Can you do it any day of the month? Of freaking course. It does not only have to be the first. It just always feels a little bit cleaner on the first of the month. It just feels like a blank slate is in front of you. Um, I have a few questions for you all, but first a small story. So At the beginning of the year, I set out a goal, a mission. It wasn't necessarily a New Year's resolution, but it was more of like a listening, again, listening to my heart and listening to what next level version of me really needs current version of me to lay the groundwork for. And one of the big things I kept hearing over and over again was 
learning, 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 devoting more time to learning. And I, I love going to seminars. I love reading. I love listening to books and podcasts. It's so much a part of who I am and so much a part of my daily life. But having that really focused time every day to read for 30 minutes, roughly, if more, I can't, if I can do more, I'll do more. If not, obviously life happens sometimes, but I was like, I really want to make this a part of my routine rather than just sporadically whenever I think about it. And so I created time in my schedule. I'm a big, big Google calendar person. So I made time in my Google calendar every week to, um, take 30 minutes and I wrote it out as growth time, reading growth time exercises. So anything that I read, any exercises that I thought of, I would do those in that time, um, and switch those off every day. And for a while it worked, but it was in the afternoon. And if you guys remember, we did a few uh, a few weeks ago, actually, we did a podcast episode about using your productivity time to your advantage. And I knew my highest productivity time, my highest focus time, where I feel the most clear-headed, where the whole day hasn't happened and everything, every little to-do list item is kind of swirling around in my head. It's not in the afternoon. It's not at 4.30, which is what I scheduled it at. And I tried so hard to make it work. And um, you guys have probably heard me on Instagram saying the quote, if it's not working, stop doing it harder. And for a second, I was really pushing it, doing it harder. I would title the... um, the section of my calendar differently. I said, no task is more important than this. You really have committed to this. And it wasn't from a like slap of the wrist kind of style. It was more of like a remember why this is so important to you. Remember, remember, we know, and if you don't, this is a nice little reminder that we make time in our day for the things that are a must for us. And when you are connected to your whys behind something, behind a task, behind a goal, behind a scary out of your comfort zone moment, whatever that looks like for you, when we're connected to the why behind it, we are so much more likely to follow through with it. And so I tried to connect with the why behind it and it worked for a little bit. And then I fell off the wagon a little bit more and I would put other tasks or say, oh, but this is really pressing. I need to do this instead. And eventually I was just like, okay, something's got to give. And so I cleared my head. I did a little bit of a meditation. I did some journal work and I was getting this really loud, 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 loud message that I need to change the time that I'm doing this and have it be in the morning before I wake up or excuse me, when I rate, rate when I wake up. And I was like, okay, for a while I've been toying with the idea of getting up an hour earlier. That was something I really had been kind of resisting for a while because I was like, oh, I already get up at 6, 36. Like that would just be so early, like blah, blah, blah. And strangely enough, I was like, what if I just try it tomorrow? Let's do it. And strangely enough, my alarm went off at 5.30 and I had so much energy And I was like, maybe this is just the first day. And I got up, I went and grabbed my coffee, turned on the twinkle lights. So it was nice, like dim lighting. I had the windows open because it was bright and it was already light outside. And I just like sat on my couch and just wrote for three pages, just stream of consciousness. And then I read and I did some exercises from the reading. And I was so alert, so happy to be alive that... I was like, okay, this is obviously something to keep in mind. 
I did it the next day, same thing. Next day, same thing. Every day, waking up at 5.30 with more energy. And I was just like, maybe I'm on to something here. Maybe 5.30 is really my sweet spot wake up time and I just didn't know it. And so I I kept on, I kept doing this and obviously, you know, there is like the, the, the one thing that I'm noticing obviously is going to bed at night and being a little bit tired. And obviously my body is getting used to a new schedule, but seeing how this is working made me realize, okay, so it wasn't the fact that I wasn't putting the time or making it a priority. I'm obviously wanting to stay on track with this goal of creating this habit of learning every single day and absorbing and writing every single day. And that's not really a negotiable thing for me. It just needed to be at a different time. To bring this incredibly long story to an end already, I want you guys to answer some questions. And that is, I want you to think about your goal and I want you to ask yourself, what's working? What is currently working? And go ahead and write these down if you're able to. And if you are out and about, write them down on your phone. If you are driving, just remember to come back to this later and do these exercises because really and truly, you can think on these all you want, but when you physically write them out or type them out, it's going to make a whole hell lot of a difference rather than just thinking about the answer. Just saying. So what's working? The second question is what's not working? So for mine, obviously, it was the time of day. The time of day was not working. What was working is when I actually sat my ass down and fully focused on it. I loved it. It felt so good. I really enjoyed it. But the time of day was really shooting myself in the foot. And then the third one, and this is non-negotiable. You got to celebrate the crap out of yourself. Whether there's 15 things that aren't working and 0.5 that are working, I don't care. You celebrate the crap out of yourself right now because you've A, stepped up and you've stayed consistent or even mediocrely consistent or you've even just thought about it, that you know that you are chasing something more and that deserves a massive celebration. That is non-negotiable, friends. (laughs) And some ways that I like to prompt celebration is not, oh, like, okay, (laughs) this is what I've noticed among perfectionists. They'll celebrate by doing a task they were already planning on doing, but they'll just call it a celebration. Now I'm all for reframing going to the grocery store as a massive celebration. However, I want you to think about celebrating yourself as something that will refuel you. So for instance, re-celebrating, for instance, celebrating, I know for me is going to look like going out to dinner with my fiance or um, finding a fun new mocktail to drink with my um, dinner that night or doing something that will make me feel more fueled rather than more depleted. So for instance, I used to think celebrating was watching three hours of Netflix. But in all honesty, after about an hour, Netflix is really draining me. That's just me. But in that, if I decided to just do an hour of, I don't know, like say yes to the dress or something because I'm shameless, that is celebration to me. And that's really making me refuel. But if I let it go on for several hours, that's when I'm like, oh God. So celebrating the crap out of yourself is non-negotiable. 
And then last but not least, the final question I have for you all for staying on track is what's the adjustment you're willing to make that will make this a next level goal or will make this a hell of a lot easier for yourself? What adjustment or adjustments are you willing to make to make this a hell of a lot easier for yourself? So for instance, obviously mine was switching the time of day that I did my reading and it fucking worked. (laughs) It's great. Now, obviously I've been doing this for what, just a few, like a few weeks, maybe about a month and a half now. So it works great now. Probably in a few months, I'm going to do the same check-in, the same systems check again to make sure that things are still going, things are still going along the right path, that things still feel good, and that I'm not just pushing to push myself harder because something's not working, so I have to do it harder, right? (laughs) No, that's not what we subscribe to anymore, friends. So I want you to take a moment to write down the answers to all of these questions. Physically, write them out. I know I'm hitting the nail on the head over and over and over and over again with that, but when you just think about an answer, your brain doesn't make the connections. It does not allow the neural pathways to sync as well as it does when you physically write things out or talk them out. Talk them out is fine too. If you're in the car and you want to talk the answers out loud, that's great. But please, for the love of God, don't just keep them in your head. If this episode's resonating with you, you might be a great fit for my one-on-one coaching program. I help perfectionists get clear on what it is they really want, set goals that will help them get there, and actually follow through and achieve them. If you'd like more information about my program, email me at hello at lifecoachbaker.com to set up your free discovery call. Now, back to the episode. Now you might be saying, that's all fine and dandy, Nicole, for those people, but here I am having the goal of starting my own business, and I started looking at what I would need to do to create a business, got hella overwhelmed by email marketing and putting up a shop and making a website and creating an Instagram and content creation, and all of that overwhelmed the hell out of me, and here I am in the fetal position on my bathroom floor. I got you. So (laughs) that may not be you. It may not be that extreme, but I do want you all to do a very similar thing as the first group did. And that was write these answers down. I'm going to ask you some questions, obviously, and I want to make sure you're physically writing the answers down. If you happen to skip the first part, let me tell you the reason why, because our brains will not make the neuro connection through the neuro pathways, which is like the, the like light bulb moments. The like, aha, I get it. It won't do that if we just think the answers. When you physically write them down, it makes the neuro pathway 65% stronger. I believe I'm making that percentage correctly. 65% stronger if you talk them out loud. I think it's like 60 or 65 as well. So if you're in the car alone listening to this, talk your answers out. If you have a partner sitting next to you or a friend, talk the answers out with them if you don't want to physically write them out. But do get them out of your head. It's a must if you're wanting to actually make this change and not just listen to this passively and say, that was a great podcast. I learned a lot. And then do diddly squat with this information. Okay, let's start. Let's start actually asking the questions now. So for you, for you people, for you lovely souls, 
who had the idea of doing something, whether that's um, you wanted to really uh, start to feel better about your health and start to feel like you have more energy and feel good in your body and confident and strong, or if it's you wanted to start your own business and make your own money and be your own boss, or whether it's you wanted to actually start diving into the inner work and your mental mindset and all that mumbo jumbo that goes along with it, but you fell off the bandwagon. I want you to start here. And that is you got to forgive the mother effing crap out of your beautiful self. Because if we start this process of kind of shifting back into the lane, maybe you went over the yellow line a little bit, we're coming back into the lane of the highway. If you beat yourself up for being like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. I'm so lazy. How dare I let myself go over the yellow line? You worthless piece of crap. You deserve nothing. You should just stay in the yellow lane and let another car hit you. Obviously, I'm being very dramatic with that. But a lot of the times our subconscious are doing things that are really similar, if not equally as detrimental. So if we start from that energy, none of this is going to feel good. None of this is going to stick because it's not going to feel, it's not going to feel good. It's going to feel like you're beating yourself up, which no happiness, no joy, no fulfillment comes from continually beating yourself into a pulp. I hope you hear me on this. So forgiving the mother effing crap out of yourself, just feeling who you are for a moment. You obviously had that idea for that goal. You had that drive, that motivation for a reason. It hasn't left you, but we've let the day-to-day monotony or the day-to-day tasks that need to happen overshadow that motivation. And that's okay. That happens. You're a human. So give yourself so much forgiveness for letting yourself fall to the wayside and be a human for a second. That is so totally okay. Seriously. And the fact that you're listening to this, the fact that you might be choosing another path, allow yourself to feel proud for a second. Allow yourself to feel really good knowing that settling might not be what you're into right now. And that's beautiful. So give yourself a massive pat on the back, a huge hug, and a big old, hell yes, I'm amazing. I'm the queen or king or person of the world. Give yourself that huge celebration and forgiveness bucket of water, please. My second question for you is, by the way, that first one, that's non-negotiable. You are not allowed to start this from a place of, yeah, 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 Nicole, I get it. Like, whatever, I'm going to forgive myself, but I'll do that along the way. No, you start there. Start there, and when it clicks, move on to this question, which is, why did you feel off court? Why did you fall off course? Judgment-free zone here. Judgment-free zone. Why did you fall off course? Did something happen? Did something come up? Did you get more... um, Did you get more responsibility at work so it costs more time? Did you get really scared of all the overwhelming things that it takes to start a business? Were you self-sabotaging your health journey by saying, God, I'm, I'm too tired and I'm just going to sleep in. And then that developed a new habit of just sleeping in instead of getting up and working out in the morning or getting up and moving your body or getting up and fueling your body with healthy, good foods. What happened? What made you fall off course? 
By the way, we're doing this with the biggest, biggest gulp slurp of judgment-free self-compassion there has ever been going down your throat, by the way. This is not for you to kick and scream and beat yourself up for. This is for you to look at with totally judgment-free eyes what got in your own way. And that's okay. That happens. You're becoming aware of it now, which will make all the difference down the line. So once you've got a list or a good old paragraph of things that maybe stunted you, maybe uh, caused you to fall off course, move on to the second qu- or the third question, which is we make time in our day for the things that are absolute musts for us. We talked about this earlier. If it's not got a why behind it, if it doesn't have a purpose behind it, it doesn't have a must behind it, which probably means we're not doing it. When we have external people accounting, when we have people counting on us externally, so maybe it's a job deadline or it's a um, partner asking you to do something for them, so on and so forth. When we have that external voice giving us deadlines for things, we will normally put ourselves, our stuff, our own personal deadlines on the back burner because it's not a deadline from an external source. However, when we make it a must, when we make it a I am making time for this non-negotiably. Here's what I'm going to do at X, Y, and Z time, so on and so forth. When we make that time, then we actually follow through every time. No, no exceptions. I've seen this work time and time and time again. So I want you to ask yourself, what would make this goal a must for you? What would make this goal a must for you? What would make this a no-nonsense, absolutely obvious option for you to take every day, three times a week, whatever schedule you're putting yourself on? We'll get to that in a second. But what would make this a must? What would make this non-negotiable for you? And let yourself free write. Let yourself dream a little bit. It could be anything. It can be how you're going to feel when you finish this task, how you're going to feel when you finish this goal, how you're going to feel when you um, feel like you've really stepped into the healthy um, mindset and body that you have within you, how it's going to feel when you've quit your day job and started your own business. How is that going to feel? And maybe how is it going to feel if you stay where you are? What are you going to lose? That's a really powerful one. Yes, it's negative. Yes, I know. I'm a life coach. I'm supposed to be happy guru pants all the time. Pain is one of the biggest driving forces in our lives, though. People will do a lot more to avoid pain than they will to ever gain possibility and pleasure. So ask yourself, what will you gain from this? What will you lose from staying where you are? Make it a must for yourself. By the way, those two questions, what will make it a, or what will you gain and what will you lose if you stay where you are? Those two questions will turn anything from a, oh, that's something I'm going to do to, oh, that's a must I have to do. That is my passion, my purpose, my why behind things. These are really good why finding questions. Then my next question for you all is, what is one small step, small step, in case you didn't hear me the first time, what is one small step you can take to commit to this goal this week? What is one small step? Overachievers, I know you're Superman. 
I know you're superwoman. I know you're the superhero of the world. But I'm serious when I say one step. Because what happens a lot of the times is we'll get really attached to our why and then we'll suddenly be like, okay, well, I need to make a website this week. I need to put up my Etsy shop. I need to create my Instagram account. I need to get 10,000 followers. I need to do all of that. I can do that by Friday, totally. And our brain gets hella overwhelmed and says, bitch, you think what? And through that, what happens is since our brain gets so overwhelmed, eventually it'll have that moment of like, I am so scared. I am so out of my comfort zone. I can't attack all of this at once. I'm going to self-sabotage the literal effing crap out of you. And I'm going to bring up things like you're not enough. You don't have enough followers. You don't have enough intelligence to start a website, so on and so forth. And it'll eventually stunt you from taking action. I am so dead serious about this. One step, one small step. What can you take this week? And the next step, second to last, celebrate it. Celebrate the literal crap out of yourself before you even do that step. Before you even do that step, celebrate it because you do not have to wait until you're at the finish line of your goal to celebrate and know that you're amazing. If you start doing that at the beginning, you will start to show up with more energy, which means you'll show up with more focus and productivity which means that you will then achieve things faster. And by the way, it'll feel really good. You'll feel really fulfilled and happy and good about yourself, which will get in woo-woo. It'll raise your frequency and it'll bring more things of that frequency to you. I have seen this work time and time and time and time and time again through my own life, through the lives of my clients, through the lives of my friends, my partner, When you start celebrating yourself now, everything changes. Seriously. Period. So I hope you guys took notes. I hope you guys answered these questions. And if you haven't, I hope you save this episode to come back to and listen to later. This is a major, this is a major exercise I honestly do with a lot of my clients. This is very tactical, very strategic, and I want you all to take this seriously. A lot of the times what we do when we're listening to podcasts is we passively listen to things, and truth be told, when we're just passively listening to stuff, we might know what's going on, we might know the questions, we might listen to the questions and hear them, but if we don't implement them, no change will happen. I learned this the hard way by listening to personal development for literally God, 14 years of my life and never implementing it and wondering why I was still so unhappy and so upset with myself all the time. Then I started implementing these exercises and quite literally my entire life changed. You hear this in every single intro of this podcast. I finally implemented the stuff and that is what completely changed my life. So this is no bullshit the way for you to do the same thing. So I think I have lectured you guys enough on that. But if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, share it on social. Did you guys know you can text over podcast episodes? I just learned that a few months ago and I was like, this is fascinating. Text it to a friend. If you think that a friend would really benefit from this exercise, 
do it. Or if your followers or your community or you just want to scream it from the mountaintops, please feel free to do that and tag me. I'm on Instagram at lifecoachbaker and I would love to obviously shower you with any and all goodness and joy and whatever. Also, if you haven't already, please go ahead and rate and review the podcast. Anytime I get a new review on the show, I read it on the podcast so you can get the opportunity to have your voice be heard through the show. And any five-star rating and review really, really, really helps bump the ch- bump the podcast up the charts, which will then make it easier for people to find the show and more people to get this information. But above all, I love you guys. I will talk to you so soon. And coming at you from colorful Colorado, I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Now, don't forget to go and get your free five-day mindset makeover by going to lifecoachbaker.com or by clicking the link in the show notes. Until then, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.